Welcome to the Inspired Business Leaders Podcast, brought to you by Inspire Wealth, bringing you interviews with top business professionals and empowering you to understand our current business climate and the successes and struggles other businesses have overcome. Here's your host, Nick Bohr. Welcome to another episode of the Inspired Business Leaders Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nick Bohr with Inspire Wealth. And I am so fortunate and so excited about our guest today, uh, Corey Weisenant, uh, who is an estate planning attorney in uh, in the greater Cleveland area. So fortunate to have her on. Uh, you are actually, as, as you can probably understand, uh, in my line of work with Inspire Wealth, do a lot of work in the estate planning just over overall because we're doing financial planning for clients. So I'm super excited to have you on because you are our first ever estate planning attorney. So Corey, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so very much, Nick. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm so honored to be uh, to be here, and I'm thank you so much for inviting me. Hey, you are very welcome. You know, that's as 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 we've kind of talked a little bit, you know, previously. Look, this is this is all about sharing entrepreneurial journeys, sharing your story, how you are different from other professionals in your industry, and and that's why we have business leaders on the show. So super excited to have you on. Uh, wanna wanna kind of get right into it. So tell us a little bit about your background and your entrepreneurial journey and how you've gotten to where you are now. Sure, no problem. So um, I am a bit of a unicorn, if you want to put it that way. Um, And the fact I say that is, you know, I am not your typical attorney. You know, that I, you know, I don't have my own office, like actual office space. I work, you know, out of my home. So that's not exactly, you know, untypical, at least these days specifically. But what makes me different is the fact that I also have a psychology degree, you know, that I mix my psychology background with my law. And it's become ridiculously um, effective for my clients, especially in my line of work. Okay. Um, estate planning is a very emotional piece of law no you know that you're dealing with the life or (laughs) yep the life or death questions you're dealing with protecting your kids your you know your parents yourselves your health you know all of those things and those are knee-jerk reactions you know that they they evoke great emotion and if you are not willing to embrace the whole person and all you really care about is their what you know, what you're going to put on that piece of paper, then I think you're doing a disservice to your clients. You are. I care about their why. I really use my training as a counselor, you know, to help people to understand their fears because fear is what drives estate planning. Yes. You know, and, you know, it helps them to understand their fears, help them to understand what makes them feel anxious. And then we're going to memorialize their wishes so that those anxious thoughts go away. So it is the whole person and not just the paper. So um, I, I, yeah. can, I can obviously really relate to you in that. I mean, as, as you can probably expect and understand, um, financial planning is also a very emotional thing. Number one, oh, yeah. you, you need to have that tie or that relationship with the team you're working with. But number two, oh, yeah. 
just like you said, you need to know their why so you can help give them peace of mind. That's exactly mm -hmm. what we do is, is what is your why? What do you want to matter and do in retirement? And that is your why. That is why you are exactly. building and saving. So those are, those are really interconnected and I, I can't say this enough. Um, there needs to be more attorneys that think the way you do because I, I've only, in 21 years of doing this, I think I've only met a few that believe what you just said and that is that it is an emotional and not just a business or legal paperwork transaction. Exactly. So. No, I agree. And, you know, I think that's, it also makes it very difficult because just, you know, uh, like you and I were discussing before that, you know, estate planning is a group sport, mm. you know, that it is not just those of us that make the documents. We also need people like you, you know, who, you know, do the financial um, advising, you know, that's not my wheelhouse. Right. So I always have a friend that's here that's a, a financial advisor and we do a lot of business together. And I joke with her that I said, I create the buckets and she fills them. Okay. You know, and, and so she can't fill a bucket that's not there and I can't fill a bucket. That's not my thing, you know, and so right. we really work well, you know, together. Um, but not only that, she and I are not, you know, tax people. Right. You know, we may know enough taxes to be dangerous, but that's not our wheelhouse. You know, so that's why you need a CPA. For sure. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's definitely not a just one person game. You have to have a team. And so I agree with you 1000, you know, that I, and that's why I'm so thankful that you reached out and, you know, and wanted to have me on because I always want to connect, you know, with more people that do this type of work so that we can all work together. That's, you know, I think that and I say this all the time, whether it's on my on, on my podcast like this or whether it's on my radio show or, or even on my YouTube channel is, you know, it, 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 like you said, estate planning is a team sport. Financial planning is a team sport. And not enough people realize that because we talk about all the time, relationship management is a big piece for what we do with clients because there's a lot of clients that come in the door that say, well, yeah, no, I, I have a current advisor. And uh, you know what, my advisor, have, have they ever talked to your CPA? Well, no, why, why would they talk to my CPA? Wait a second, does your client own a do you own a business? Yes. Well, don't you think your current advisor should be talking to your CPA to make sure they're effectively and efficiently managing tax planning? And and exactly. I get the deer in headlights. So <laughs> yep. I, I can't I can't say it enough that uh, you know what you're doing and and, and just the, the way you operate your practice. You know what? You don't get enough credit. I, I don't care what you said. You don't get enough credit. I know you don't. So I give you a lot of credit because that is a crucial thing for anyone, whether you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, whether you're an executive. If you're someone that is really trying to, as, as you, you and I have talked about, a uh, transition or transfer generational wealth, or you're trying to protect mm -hmm. generational wealth, it, it, it's, it's a team sport. You have to make sure yes. your team is all on the same page or it's not going to be as efficient as it could be. 
Right. And not only that, but then you end up missing things. Yeah. And that's a disservice to your client. You know, and, and you're not expected to know everything. That's the, whole, that's the point, is that everybody has their zone of genius, if you want to put it that way. So yeah. let's let their zone of geniuses build together. Right, right. No, for sure. So th- this, is, this is great. So you're, you're talking a little bit about your different, how, how you operate your practice differently, which I do, I think, mm-hmm. is great, in, in, you know, in this environment because, I, I, you know, obviously people have changed mindsets and thought processes after COVID because of, you know, doing things via Zoom or phone. But there's a lot of people out there that don't realize the impact and the differences that you can still control and, and, and take advantage of even digitally. And oh, yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's an important piece. So I mean, you know, I, I'm more curious than anything. I know you, you're a lot, or the bigger portion of your clients are probably in the greater Cleveland area. But do you also are you able to serve clients throughout Ohio? I can. What I'll say is that there is a give and take with that. Okay. That even though things are digital and you know and you can use Zoom and you know and be able to connect with people still and that works perfectly fine, the biggest problem with what I do, um, you know, going outside of the place where I can drive, right. is the fact that you have to be able to do a proper document signing, and because a pen has to be the paper. Um, unless you know, you know, know someone who's a notary, wherever that person is, okay. or, you know, you can work with whomever is going to be with them, um, you know, to do that document signing, because in, in the end, it is the lawyer's job to make sure that every, you know, I is dotted and T is crossed. Yep. And if I'm not physically in front of you, that makes it harder. However, um, there are ways, you know, that it can be done, but you just have to make sure that you trust the people that are going to be working with you, you know, that's not, you know, that are, are working with the person that is, you know, wherever they are. But it is, yeah. it is possible. It's just a little bit more difficult. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes, uh, makes perfect sense, uh, especially from the legal aspect and, like you said, pen to paper. So, uh, you know, I know that, um, you know, a lot of things have uh, – have obviously changed and, and evolved over the last few years, but uh, you know there's obviously still uh, something to be said for face-to-face, in-person, and actual wet signature that is needed at times. So, and Correct. and I, I I do you know like you said I do agree that uh, this type of document you just want to make sure from your perspective you're witnessing and in you can you can make sure that everything's properly done, but also make your sure that you know that that the people are signing of sound mind and all all the things that you need to do as an attorney so right exactly exactly that makes makes perfect sense so help me you know obviously we've talked a little bit about how your you know your practice is a little different and how you use your psychology as part of your practice which i think is great and i think that's uh that's something that is not done enough in your field i'm curious because i know we talked a lot about um education and how you're you're doing a, a webinar 2023 webinar a month and i'm you know that's right super excited to talk about that because as you can understand and 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 probably again connect with me on is education is a big piece of how we help our clients 
get to the point of being ready to make the decision in addition to the emotional side. And I think that by, by doing those types of educational webinars and, and, and events and things like that, I think that you're, you're not only giving back, but you're obviously, that's a part of how you're making your stamp or your impact in the world. And, I, and again, I think that's great because that's something that we're really passionate about as well. well I'm really glad to hear you say that because education is key when it comes to, you know, my practice. Um, you know, that I actually, to tell you the truth, I value the education more than I value the document okay. because that's really what is going to empower people to live through their estate plan. Okay. As in, if they really and truly understand, you know, what these documents are, how they work for them, you know, what things they can do to influence, you know, what goes in them and how, you know, and how it, it uh, interacts with the world, then it's not just a piece of paper. It's part of their lives. Right. You know, and you're able to, you know, have it grow with them. So, you know, for an example, my ideal client um, is uh, are parents um, with young children okay. or a parent. It doesn't have to. It can be a single parent with young children. And there are three reasons for that. The first is I'm a mother of two young sons myself. Okay. So I see their children in my own. And I want to help protect them, you know, like I would do for them, I would do for my sons. Of course. The second piece is, you know, young um, Young families, especially if they just had a baby, that's their most precious commodity. And they are ready to protect it. And so they are the most ready to really get into an estate plan. You know, there's not as much convincing, if you want to put it that way, like they really understand that they want to make sure that baby is safe. And the third is, you know, that because you're getting in on the ground floor with them, the education is priceless because you are teaching them, you know, not only, you know, how to protect themselves, but how to continue to make decisions that are in line with their estate plan. So they, as they start working with someone like you, you know, if they don't have a financial advisor, now they've gone in, you know, and they're talking to this financial advisor in the same vein of this is how I want to protect my kids. I understand that this is what I want. And so now I can effectively communicate that, you know, with my financial advisor. Not only that, but then that makes a relationship between myself and the financial advisor, you know, that we can go back and forth together to ensure that we are, you know, protecting the client. So without that education, you know, it makes those documents are just pieces of paper. That that makes a ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense. So I completely uh, I completely am on the same page with you uh, on that. You know I think that I, I think that too many professionals and and, and I say professionals. I'm going. I don't want to. What's the word I want to use? I don't want to kind of put everyone in a box, but I, what I've observed over the years in my line of work in, in investment management and financial planning is a lot of individuals portraying themselves as a financial advisor or a financial planner, but truly only do investment management and are only trying to help them grow their, their money. And when I look at what you do, 
like 90 plus percent of the attorneys out there are only trying to execute the transaction and, and, and sign the document. And that's where I think there's the big disconnect and why you are successful in what you're doing because you do include that psychology degree, which is an important piece of what you do. Thank you. I agree. And I, I appreciate you understanding and, you know, and vibing with me there. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, no problem at all. So, so I, I, and I, and I know we're on the same page with that, the education, obviously. So are you, is there a specific day? I know you invited me to Friday. Uh, is there, is, is it the, is it the second or third Friday of every month? Does it vary every month? How, how does that work? Well, this month, um, so I should say, this month, yes, it is the, it is the 20th, which is a Friday, okay. um, from noon um, to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, the topic is, you know, the reasons you don't have an estate plan and the actions you need to take today. You know, we're really talking about, you know, why people have mental hangups, you know, about getting it done. Right. And I'm going to really start to dispel reason, those reasons as to why they don't need to be a hindrance to you. You know, and the fact that you can take steps, you know, to, to having that peace of mind. So I'm hoping people will be able to say, oh, good, I don't have to have that hang up anymore. It's not a big deal, you know, and, and really want to work, you know, with someone. But um, the rest of the year, it'll be every third Thursday from 12 to 1. So, every so this, uh, this week I had something going on on a, on a Thursday, so it ended up Friday. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, um, again, I think there's, there's definitely a lot of value in that. I think that a lot of people do have that. I think, I think, you know what, Corey, I think both of us, both of our industries, I think people need almost, they almost feel or need like something needs to happen before yes. they engage with someone like you or someone like me. And it's kind of, it's almost, I, I, I'll just say, it's almost sad. Like, it's like, why, why are we waiting to be reactive in planning when you really should be proactive? And, you know, and, and again, you said it, you said it yourself a couple minutes ago that you do a lot of your work with people with young children, and that's because you can relate to them. You have younger boys yourself, and you, know, you understand the importance of, A, being able to um, have that, that will in, in, in place for, you know, successor guardianship. And, and you also recognize the estate plan as a whole and the trust to be able to make sure that your wishes and taking care of them are going to be met. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, and it's it's awesome. <laughs> well, and here's an interesting. So th this is just this is a question more of just off the cuff. I'm just kind of thinking out loud. What, 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 what are you? I mean, you've kind of said this a little bit, but what do you think is some of the hesitation or some of the disconnect on why people do hesitate or don't go ahead right away and proceed with an estate plan? I, I mean, do you think it's the emotion? Do you think it's lack of education? Like, I'm, I'm just curious from your perspective, you know, the big picture, why you think that? Sure. Um, I do think it's a little bit of both of those things. But I think the biggest piece is 
estate plans freak people out because they think about their own mortality. As in, you know, whenever you think about creating a will, the first thing you think about is, well, if I create this will, then am I going to die? Right. Or am I juicing myself? Or, you know what I mean, those types of things. And that is especially true in the more elder community. Um, you know, that I know my own grandmother. It took me forever to convince her to write a will. <laughs> you know, that she's like, no, I don't need that. You know, I'm fine. And you really get into that mental hang-up of death. But in truth, part of my education and part of my mission is to teach people that these documents are not about death, that they're about protecting life. The will is the only one that touches somebody's death. Every other document that's, you know, part of an estate plan really is protecting your life, protecting the lives of those who are still standing in front of you. Yeah. So don't let that hang-up get you. You know, and I'm really going to be talking more about that next Friday, you know, that these documents are in place so that when the time comes, because tomorrow is promised to none of us, you're ready. You can go knowing that you made those choices for you and nobody else gets to make them for you. Yeah. And I think that, I think what you just said, I mean, that, uh, that makes perfect sense, and I completely agree with I mean, look, You need to make sure that who you care about is going to be able to financially move on and live on because those are your loved ones. Those are the people that, like you said, that's your why. Those, those people are your why, and whether it's your kids, whether it's your spouse, no matter who it is, whether it's your mom, your dad, your grandmother, I mean, it could be the whole picture of that. Exactly. Why talking about generational wealth is so important and how to make sure it's set up mm-hmm. for how you want it. So, I, I, you know, I, exactly. think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. So, you know, Corey, what's the best way for any of our listeners that are in your, your neck of the woods in Ohio? What's the best way for someone to get a hold of you that wants to have an initial conversation? Sure. So there's um, several different ways. Um, The first is if you are a LinkedIn user, um, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, My last name is spelled W-H-I-S-E-N-A-N-T. The first name is Corey, K-O-R-I. Find me, connect with me. You can send me a direct message, or you can click um, in my profile. There is a link to my free consultation. Um, I offer anyone um, free 30-minute consultation. Okay. You can also go on my website um, at www.kwisenot, so my first initial and my last name, law.com, and you can get a free consultation there, and you can also sign up to be on my newsletter. Um, I send out a a bi-weekly newsletter every other Monday. Um, to give you updates, you know, any tips and tricks that I, you know, want to put in there to, you know, help my clients and help my, um, help my followers. Um, so you can do any of those things, but really that's, those are the two biggest ways um, so that uh, we can connect, get to know one another and see if we're a good fit. I think that's uh, that's great. You know, I, I I encourage I encourage anyone listening that's in the greater Cleveland area and that has been thinking about doing estate planning or knows they need to 
you know, Corey's willing to offer a an initial no obligation 30 minute consultation. Take advantage of it. Um, you know, you don't get a lot of attorneys doing that. So I think that's a that's a great thing. And you know, Corey, I want to say thanks so much for for taking the time to come on the show. Um, we appreciate. It. I look forward to to our conversation continuing and uh, you know and 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 doing webinars and educational things ongoing. So um, sounds great, and thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, you're you're very welcome. And I want to thank our listeners. This is another episode of the Inspired Business Leaders Podcast. As always, I'm your host Nick Bohr with Inspire Wealth. And until next time, thanks so much, and take care. Thank you for listening to the Inspired Business Leaders Podcast, brought to you by Inspire Wealth. To learn more about the topics on today's show or listen to past episodes, visit www.inspiredbusinessleaderspodcast.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again on the next episode.